I'm very excited to begin the next chapter of my playing career for the Denver Broncos. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? You're listening to your favorite Broncos podcast with George Stoya. Each week, George will guide you through the latest in Broncos country. That means the downs. It's, it's not like a secret. <laughs> you know, we suck in September. And the ups. And I, I'm going to say this, and you would not want me to say this, but this one's for Pat! And everything in between. Kind of curious what the hell George Payton's going to do. Here's your host, George Stoya. It is Wednesday, my dudes, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Broncos podcast, hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver and Colorado Springs Gazette. I first want to start today's episode by issuing an apology for not having a podcast the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, the Thursday night game in Cleveland, I was traveling. Uh, it was just really hard to get an episode recorded with all that was going on in the short week. Uh, and then last week, um, just had some things come up. The schedule was a little bit different in terms of media availability. Uh, I just wasn't able to uh, get one recorded last week. So my apologies. But this week, uh, I was able to bring on my good friend, Romy Bean of CBS Denver. She's fantastic, um, easily the most energetic and fun person um, on the Broncos beat, and also just incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, she just knows her stuff. She's obviously uh, been covering the team for some time now, um, was also a um, you know Broncos cheerleader before you know becoming an on-air talent there at CBS. And so um, she just has a really good feel for the city, uh, the fan base, um, and really just the, this Broncos team. So we dive into obviously all the hectic stuff that's going on um, this week, you know, starting with the Von Miller trade on Monday and obviously how big of a deal that was. Um, and I think that she gives some really good perspective on, on what this trade means, you know, for the team going forward um, as well as, you know, what it means for the city and, and just the emotions uh, of that trade and, and how it all went down. And so we dive into that. We dive into the direction of this team going forward, sitting at four and four, um, you know, getting ready to play a really good Cowboys team on Sunday in Dallas. Um, and so we talk about all those things and, and we dive into George Payton's press conference yesterday uh, in which he talked about the Von Miller trade as well as um, just, uh, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Again, I apologize for not having one the last couple of weeks, but uh, we will have one every single week the rest of the season. Maybe not the bye week, but uh, we will have one the rest of the year. So uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave a review, uh, and I'll see you guys again next Wednesday. All right, guys, I am now joined by Romy Bean of CBS Denver. Romy, how you doing? Hey, George, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the pod. I've been waiting all year. Finally got my chance. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's good to have you on. I've had a few people on, but as I said before you hopped on here, uh, you are the most fun person, I would say, on the beat. Uh, always bring the energy every single day to practice. So I'm excited to have you on, especially in a week that I mean, talk about a busy week. I, I think we all were thrown a curveball this week with the news that came on Monday uh, with Von Miller being traded. And that's really one of the reasons I also wanted to have you on this week, too. I know we, we talked about this, you know, having you on prior to uh, to Monday's news, but I think it worked out perfect in the sense you've been around this team for a while. You've been in Denver. You understand uh, what Von Miller, somebody like that, means to this organization and the city. And so I just want to first off ask you, Romy, let's just dive in. What was your reaction? Where were you? How did you find out? And, and just take me through the emotions of when you found out that Von Miller was being traded to the Los Angeles Rams. 
Yeah, you know, shock, I think, was my, my first reaction. When he was inactive on Sunday, kind of made me raise an eyebrow, you know, but, but I thought, mm, maybe I'm overthinking it, you know, maybe he's just not healthy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and, then when, and then when the news came down Monday morning, um, I was actually getting ready to go celebrate my sister's uh, birthday. And that news came down and it was just, well, first of all, I had to call her and say, Hey, I can't celebrate. I got to go into work. Cause I knew that was coming, yeah. but um, just shock really was my first, my first reaction because Von Miller has been such a huge piece of this team, a face of the franchise. And it's so rare that a defensive player is a face of a franchise, right? It's usually the quarterback, maybe a big receiver, but for a defensive player to be a face the way Vaughn was, it was stunning. The fact that he was traded mid-season, right? I mean, we thought maybe they wouldn't be able to sign them in the offseason, but for his tenure to end mid-season in a trade is, is just a, stunning. I know I keep using the same words, but stunning, shocking. That's really how I felt. And you also think of Vaughn in the community. I mean, I kind of started going through my history with Vaughn. I was, and I've covered or got to know Vaughn in so many different aspects. You know, uh, I was a cheerleader during Super Bowl 50. We have this great picture in the AFC Championship where he's taking a picture you know, with all of us. And then uh, I found pictures of me interviewing him at a lot of Avon's vision events. And then of course, you know, at games, after games, right? And, and there's so many ways that he was such an integral part and piece of this community of Broncos country. It's just crazy to lose a player like that. So that really was my, my first reaction. As I took a minute and I actually sat and I got to think about it, I realized I gave a lot of credit to George Payton. I think this was a really smart move and, and a tough move. A lot of credit to him because to have to do that, to have the stones to do that, to move a player like that in your first year as GM, I mean, that's a bold move. You know, fans are going to be unhappy, but the reasoning behind it, why he did that, the really looking forward, and to me the biggest part, him showing an awareness of what this team really is, of who this team really is, I think that there's been a lot of denying who this team is for the last five years. So for Peyton to come in and do that right away, I think said a lot, gave me a lot of hope for the future of this franchise and of what he's going to do with it. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I have sort of a unique perspective on Vaughn being traded just because I haven't been here as long. I mean, I grew up when Vaughn started, when he got drafted by the Broncos, I was in uh, high school as a freshman in high school. And so when I looked at the Broncos, Von Miller was the face, right? It was Von Miller and Peyton Manning. And obviously Von was here, you know, a lot longer than Peyton was. And so for me, I was just like, I can't believe that just happened. Right. I mean, he is the leader of this football team. You know, George Peyton said it in his press conference yesterday. He told the team, you know, this was Von's team. Now it's your team. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. And so I, I do think it's, it's, it's a huge move, right? I mean, it's a blockbuster trade. I mean, in every sense of the, of the phrase, I mean, I, I just, I, I honestly am still a little bit shocked that they're moving on from Vaughn. But I think when you look back last year, when, when George Payton came in, they waited all the way to the last minute to pick up his $18 million option. Right. And I think a lot of us thought, I mean, I know for me, I didn't think they were going to pick it up. And uh, I think that there was always these little inclinations that, you know, if things go south this season, or if they don't, if, you know, maybe if they're not six and two, or they're not, uh, you know, winning football games, like they haven't been, uh, I think that there was always this in the back of our heads, like maybe, maybe Vaughn is on the trading block. And I think that like, like you said, it took a lot of stones for George Payton to do that. Obviously I, I thought it was a really good haul for them getting two draft picks, especially this next year 
Uh, they now have, I think, what is it? Five picks in the top 100, right. 11 picks in the 2022 NFL draft. And when you're, I mean, I, I know George Payton said yesterday they're not rebuilding, but I would say maybe they are retooling this roster, right? And when, you, when you're doing that and you're maybe going after a quarterback this offseason, you need that draft capital uh, to make those things happen. And so that, that was sort of my next question. You sort of answered it, Romy, but was this in the end a good trade for the Broncos moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you hit on it there, but it really was at the end of the day. I mean, you think of the first three games, I remember, wow, Vaughn. You had four or five sacks through yeah. those first three games. And the, the narrative became, man, he's going to get a huge contract at the end of the year. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, things really tapered off. I mean, he was almost invisible in those four losses. And obviously, those losses aren't just on him. But that definitely changed the entire narrative. And, and I'm sure it certainly did for George Payton. But, yes, when you look at it, they get a second and, and a third rounder. Now to have five picks in the top 100 – like you said, now you can put together an incredible package with what you have, maybe with some players to either go get that quarterback in free agency, a veteran guy that you want, or package that and move up in the draft because the Broncos, and this has kind of been the way it's been the past five years, even they're not bad enough to end up with like a top one, two or three pick. They end up almost in purgatory, right? You're yeah. in the middle of the draft and that's like the worst place you can be in. And so this really allows them wherever they end up this year, if they end up in that middle of the pack again, to move up if they want to, to package something really incredible for teams that, that want those picks. Uh, the right. other thing too is whatever they end up doing with it, and I know it's early, but George Payton seems to have really done well in his first draft. And I know when he came in, his whole mantra was draft and develop, draft and develop. And I mean, so far it's one draft, but man, Pat Sertan, real deal. Javante Williams, the real deal, right? Go, Caden Stearns playing with the big boys looks great. And he was, he was a later round pick, yeah. right? Uh, Jonathan Cooper, Cooper yeah. going to be a steal of the draft. I know a lot of that had to do with his health issues, but nonetheless, they recognize that talent. He's, he started last game. So uh, to, for me, seeing what he's done with one draft, I have a lot of confidence in man, what he can do with whatever picks he doesn't trade away. So I think going there or there uh, going forward, as George Payton likes to call them his darts, right? Now he's got 11 darts, probably yeah. won't keep them all, but whatever you do with them, this was a great move for the Broncos. And again, it goes back to, I think what I said, in awareness of where this team is at. I think that it's hard to acknowledge that, look, everything from 2015 is over and it is time to move on from it. And, and that's a struggle. I get why that's a struggle. I kind of, you know, feel the same way. We all want to live in that. But now the only guy left from that era is Brandon McManus. And, and no offense to Brandon McManus, but that's, you know, that you know, you thinking less and less. This team looks like nothing that it looked like from the Super Bowl 50 years. And I think that's what needs to happen so that they can move on, so that there can be new leaders of this team because they've been in a holding pattern the last couple of years. And I think George Payton is ushering in a new era. And that's so important to get where they want to go. You, you just hit on my next question. And I thought this was one of the biggest points in George Payton's press conference yesterday when he spoke to us for, I think it was over 20 minutes. Somebody asked, you know, who is the next face of the franchise, right? Because Von Miller, like I said, was the face of this franchise for, you know, 11 years, really. And uh, I think that when you look at this team and maybe part of the reasons they've struggled 
uh, as I do think they have maybe a little bit of a lack of leadership at times. And so when you lose a guy like Vaughn, who's obviously a really strong voice in that locker room, it is interesting to think, okay, who, who are the next leaders? Cause this is a young team. I think I saw somewhere, you know, they're like, I think the sixth youngest team or sixth youngest offense. Maybe that's what it is uh, in the NFL right now. Either way, there are a lot of really young football players that I think that they, they feel really good about going forward. But who do you think Romy can be the next face of this franchise? I think you'd think of guys uh, like a Justin Simmons, who obviously just signed the the big extension to stay here in Denver. Um, you think of maybe a Shelby Harris, Cortland Sutton, uh, maybe a Jerry Judy, those type of guys. Who are some of the guys that you think can be the face of this franchise? Or is it somebody that maybe isn't on this football team yet? You know, I think you nailed it, George, with the first one that really comes to mind is Justin Simmons. I think a lot of that is because we know what kind of person he is. He is incredible with the media, win, loss, no matter what. He's always there to talk to us. I know we're not allowed in the locker room this year, but in years past, they'd have a tough loss. And Justin would always take a lot of time. He would talk to the media multiple times, actually, sometimes because people would miss his initial scrum. So knowing what kind of a person he is, what kind of a leader he is, what he does in the community, I think Justin Simmons uh, is an obvious one. You name, you know, you hit on it, Cortland Sutton, maybe Teddy Bridgewater. But I think the big thing is when I think about that is there's no clear cut guy that is a, you know, oh man, he is the leader of this team. I think this is an opportunity for those guys to really start to show their leadership chops because now in a way it's wide open, right? In a way it's like this team needs a leader. Who's it going to be? And so I think we're going to see who's going to step up and take that opportunity. I think Cortland Sutton is also a big leader and I think he'll turn into one uh, as well. I think that when you, when you go back to, again, like I was saying, we shouldn't go back to, but when you go back to that 2015 year, there was Peyton Manning on offense. There was DeMarcus Ware and Aqib yeah. Tlaib and TJ Ward on defense. I mean, huge, huge personalities, right? So is there anyone like that on the team right now? I don't think so, but I think leadership comes in all different forms. And I think it's going to be very cool to see who starts to really step into that role. Because like George Payton said, he said to these guys, this is your team now. And maybe they needed that. They needed that impetus, that push to say, okay, this is my team to really latch on and take on to that. And, and I think we are going to see guys like Cortland, like Jerry Judy, like Justin Simmons um, take ownership of this team. But you kind of hit on an interesting point. Is it someone who's not on this team? I mean, if they go get a veteran quarterback, yeah, I think – you know, if they were to snag an Aaron Rodgers or um, a Russell Wilson, then that guy automatically becomes a leader. But I think there are guys with the skills and with the innate leadership ability to, to take on that role. And I think it's going to be kind of cool for us to see who steps into that, even in just the next, the next couple of weeks and next couple of months. And by next season, who's really the big leaders of this team? Yeah. And I, I think that you know, there were some people because I, I tweeted out that quote from um, George Payton yesterday because he, he I think he, he he listed three guys, Justin Simmons, Teddy Bridgewater and Cortland Sutton. And a lot of fans took issue with him saying Teddy Bridgewater uh, probably drew lock stands out there that were a little upset by that. But look, I think that the GM has to say the quarterback that one, one is the starting quarterback of the football team. But two, he went out and he traded for. So he's not going to throw his own guy under the bus. And as much, I, I think Teddy is a leader on this football team, but as I, I said yesterday to somebody, I, I do think it is hard to lead 
uh, when you don't know if you're going to be here next season. Right. And, and guys in the, in that locker room, they're aware of that. They don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback of this franchise moving forward. So I do think Teddy's kind of in, in, you know, in an interesting situation. I think that you have to have that leadership from that quarterback position. I mean, I think the best uh, teams, you know, in the league have that leadership from the quarterback position. So I think it could be somebody that's not on this team yet. Uh, but like you said, I think there are good leaders on this team. Um, I think guys are going to have to step up. I think even some of the rookies probably need to take on some of those leadership roles, right? Like Pat Sertan, he's become one of the best players on this football team in his first year. I think he needs to come up and maybe have a little bit more of a voice. A Jonathan Cooper, who we saw was a great leader at Ohio State, I think he can end up having more of a voice. Baron Browning, who's who's having more of a role now and has become the voice of that defense, calling the defense, I think he can have more of a voice. So I think there's a lot of guys. I think everybody probably has to kind of step up, right? So uh, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see who those guys are moving forward. One other thing I wanted to point out about uh, George Payton's press conference yesterday, Romy, he was asked about, um, you know, Von Miller and why he, you know, ended up sending him to the Rams. And if he believes, you know, cause he talked about a lot about, he wanted to send him to a title contender. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that somebody asked him, you know, follow up and said, okay, well, do you not think that this team is a title contender uh, to which he kind of, you know, dodged the question um, and, and basically said, we're not there yet. Uh, we think we could maybe be there by the end of the season. I think a lot of people maybe don't believe that. Uh, but Romy, I wanted to, to hear what you thought about him because he, he did preach a lot of confidence in this team. He kept saying, you know, we're four and four. Everybody thinks we're one and seven or two and six, uh, but we're four and four. Everything's right in front of us. Where do you think the direction of this year's team? I know we talked a lot about the future, what that Von Miller trade means going forward for years to come. What about this year's team sitting at four and four? They've beaten, you know, four really bad teams, lost to four pretty good teams. Uh, what do you think about the direction of this team? Is this a team that you still believe can maybe make the playoffs? I mean, I think they can maybe, maybe make the playoffs. I mean, a lot of times you look at that last seed that gets in and, and they're nine and seven, right? They're, or well, this year it would be nine and eight, right? Nine and eight, right? Yeah. So you look at it and it's the season, even though it has been, it does feel like, oh, they're two and four. No, they're four and four, right? That, that window is still open. Um, but I think, it's that would is more of a certainly not an expectation that would be oh wow right they could pull it off because they're going to have to rattle off a bunch of wins but when you look at the rest of the schedule it's not easy right I mean they're going to Dallas which is going to be tough there are some winnable games still you got Philly you got Detroit bless Detroit I really thought every week I think they're going to get their first win yeah um Cincy, Cincinnati, they're up and down, but they're no longer like a joke, right? Yeah. So you look down the rest of the stretch, plus you still have five divisional games to go. Um, all of a sudden, though, Kansas City looks, I mean, almost lost to the Giants there. I don't know. I think the 11-game losing streak might actually end this year. But nonetheless, you really have to rattle off quite a few wins, and you still have to play the Chargers twice it's a tough scenario to really make the postseason. I think that even if they do, I mean, realistically, you look at it, I, I don't think they'd make a really big charge through the postseason, right? Get very far. So I think that for me, the trading of Vaughn Miller, even though George Payton said he does have a lot of confidence in this team, and he should have a lot of confidence in this team, right? To still be competitive. I think that's why he brought in Kenny Young. That's why he brought in Stephen Weatherly to, to still compete this season. But sending Vaughn shows that you don't 
think you're going to go very far in the playoffs, right? If you did, you weren't trading Vaughn because those moves, those draft picks are for the future. They are for next year. They are not for this year. So, um, you know, I think it'd be a stretch for them to make the playoffs. I think they could still pull it off again. That's why they call it any given Sunday. You never know. They could be five and five at the bye, right? They're still up 500. Um, So if you think about it again, nine and eight, that's just a notch over 500. They could sneak their way into the playoffs for sure. But do you think they're going to the AFC championship? I mean, no, let's be real. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and I mean, you nailed it, uh, Romy. And, and I think that this team, look, you look at the schedule and yes, there, there are winnable games. Obviously you look at the lions. I think the chiefs are as beatable as they've been in in the last few years. Um, I, I think the chargers, as much as I thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they were Super Bowl contenders. Now they've lost a couple in a row. They look vulnerable. Uh, Cincinnati, like I, I thought they looked fantastic a couple of weeks ago. And then they lost to the Jets uh, this last week. And it's like, you know, what's going on? So, look, there, there's a path uh, to this football team going nine and eight, 10 and seven and being one of those wildcard teams. But the truth is, is they're, they're not a Super Bowl contender. Uh, and, and, you know, I think even to get to that nine and eight, 10 and seven, I a lot of guys are going to have to play better. I think the offensive line is going to have to get better. They're going to have to run the football better. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to be better. Uh, Jerry Judy is really going to have to make a difference. I thought that he played okay the other day against Washington, but he's going to have to be uh, a big time game changer for them. So I, I think that other guys are going to have to step up uh, if that's, if that's going to happen. Uh, and that leads me into this week because right, this, this is, this may be, I think this might be the toughest remaining game on their schedule. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people are giving the Broncos a chance this week against the Cowboys, but it Romy in what scenario, what world, how, how do the Broncos beat the Cowboys this weekend? What has to happen uh, for that, I guess, upset to occur? Because I, I thought even, you know, maybe, maybe they have a chance if Dak Prescott doesn't play right. Uh, and it sounds like he is going to play this week, but you know, Cooper rush went out there and looked amazing against the Vikings. So what needs to happen for that upset to happen in Dallas this weekend? Yeah, it, this is going to be tough because Dallas, I mean, is looking as good as they've looked in quite some time, right? They really do have got the whole package together, offense and defense, but uh, you kind of touched on it before run the ball. I mean, yeah. the Broncos, if they want any chance against Dallas, you got to score more than your 17, 20, 24 points that you have been scoring every game this season. you got to score more because Dallas is a high-scoring, high-powered offense. So the one thing you got to do is got to be able to go either toe-to-toe with them or something that they really did the first three weeks and have not done since, and that's control time of possession. Yeah. In those first three weeks, they had touchdown drives of seven-plus minutes, of eight-plus minutes. Now it's you know two minutes, three minutes, a lot of three and outs. So you got to get back to – the truth is get back to what they were doing early in the season. And – Pat Shermer continues to bail on that. None of us know why, because he doesn't tell us why, right? But continue doing the things that you were successful in. Teddy Bridgewater under center, the play action, really committing to the run game. All of those things that I feel like we say ad nauseum, but we're not seeing them happen, right? And so offensively, you've got to do those things. Fast start, or at least not as snail pace of a slow start as we've been seeing, All of those things really have to come together to beat a team in Dallas that really is a playoff team, a contender. They, you know, they have it together. So if you could pull off that upset, though, imagine the confidence that gives this team going forward, like we said, to rattle off a couple of wins, to beat a few division opponents and then find yourself in the playoff conversation. Yeah, if if 
Romy, if they beat the Cowboys on Sunday, like that would just be a massive uh, middle finger, I would say, to a lot of people oh, yeah. that have counted this football team out. Um, I, I do think it's going to be closer, maybe, at, at least in the first half. I think that, like you said, I think that they need to take the approach of run the ball, try to keep it out of that Cowboys offense's hands as, as much as possible. Uh, and, I, you know, I think the other thing that needs to happen is you need to have a Justin Simmons interception. You need to have – or a Pat Sertan. Somebody needs to come up with a turnover, right? Um, a, a strip sack from Malik Reed, something huge early in that game that can maybe change the momentum. I think special teams – are going to be huge, right? If you want to win a game like this and, and upset somebody, I think you maybe you need a big return or, or a blocked field goal. I mean, they've obviously done that the last few weeks. Uh, and I think the Cowboys actually rank, you know, close to the bottom in the league in terms of uh, special teams. So maybe you can find something there as much as that is maybe a surprise as much as the Broncos have had problems on special teams in the past. But uh, I, I think that that's what needs to happen in this game. Uh, but Romy, what's maybe your score prediction uh, for this game? Ooh. Put you, putting you on the spot. I think it's going to be 31-24 Dallas. I, you know, I would say that would be a really good result for the Broncos. Like, I, I, that would be, I mean, if they scored 24 points, because this Cowboys defense mm-hmm. is actually one of the best in the league right now. Uh, when you look at Micah Parsons, what he's doing, I think he's probably going to end up winning maybe defensive rookie of the year. Um, Diggs is is you know, arguably the best corner in the, in the league right now. Uh, and if they were able to put up 24 points and only lose by seven on the road, um, I think that's a really good result. So um, I, I actually, I'm going to take, um, I'm not going to take the Broncos, but I am going to take the Cowboys uh, 34 21. Uh, and again, I, I wouldn't say that's a good result. I mean, obviously they still lose by two scores there, but 21 points, I think is anytime the Broncos score 21 points is probably a good thing. So um, Romy, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, Where can, where can the people find you? And and thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, no, I had a blast. I think your score prediction is probably a little closer than mine, but you know, I was just trying to give them a little bump, a little boost there. Yeah. Got to. But uh, yeah, I'm a, you can, I'm on uh, CBS Denver uh, during the weekdays, five, six, and 10 and, and weekends, five, six, five, six, and 10. And then on Twitter at Romy underscore bean and um, just try and uh, be around as much as I can, but that's usually where you can find me. Awesome. Well, Romy, we really appreciate you hopping on. Um, thanks for everybody that's listened. Make sure you guys like subscribe, um, you know, leave me a review. Even if, if you hate the podcast, that's okay. Leave me a review uh, and we'll see you guys again next Wednesday.